Hello, this is Colorado Real Estate Experience, where we help you build wealth through real estate. Hello, it is March 25th, 2022, and my name is Dick Gerard, and we are going to talk today about a little bit about the economy, interest rates, what it means to you as a homeowner and what it means to you as a buyer or a seller of real estate. Um, so first off, we're going to talk a little bit about where we were and where we are now and where I think we could be going and kind of why those things are happening. So Let's talk about that just a little bit, and I'm going to give you a little bit of education on how rates work and how the Fed um, yeah, influences rates, and we'll try to, obviously, we could talk for a two-year class on economics and how all of this works and the the good and bads about the Fed and what the mistakes they've made and the good things that they've done. But we're not going to get into a lot of that. We're going to just do a high-level um, conversation, a little bit of education on how those things interact with each other and what they've done and where I what I think they're going to do in the future and kind of where that puts you and how do you take advantage of that or – um, help that determine whether you should buy or sell um, real estate at this time or refinance even. So back in 2007, 2008, when we had the last real estate um, bubble or the problems that we had in real estate back then, when real estate went down in price pretty much all over the country, um, the Fed went in and they started buying bonds. And what that does is it artificially keeps rates down. So with a bond, if the price goes up, your rates go down. If the price of the bond goes down, rates go up. So um, it's pretty much a supply and demand thing. So if the government's out there buying $120 billion a month, which they were actually buying more than that. But let's just say they're buying $120 billion a month in bonds. That is going to keep the price up and it's going to keep rates down. Now, if they decide to stop doing that or that now they're only buying 90 billion instead of 120 billion what's that going to do that is going to have your price come down a little bit and your rates go up a little bit right so that's what the fed talks about with when they talk about their balance sheet and running off their balance sheet and not buying um, uh, treasuries and mortgage-backed securities so that's basic supply and demand right uh, the other thing that the Fed does is they raise and lower their Fed funds rate. And their Fed's funds rate is the rate that banks borrow money on an overnight basis. So it's not mortgage rates. It's not treasury rates. They don't set any of that. They set the Fed funds rate and everything else kind of, you know, goes off of that. And um, it's, it's priced off of that depending on what that, what that rate is. So the Fed had brought that 
rate down to pretty much zero. And then they, when, when that is so low, then everything else stays low. So when they have to start raising that and why do they raise rates and, and fed fund rates and those kind of things, they do that to fight inflation. You've been hearing about inflation here the last uh, few months and you're feeling it at the gas pumps and at the, at the grocery store and all over the place. Everything is higher, higher priced, right? So that's basically a supply and demand thing. So they raise rates to slow the demand for goods. And when you slow the demand, then inflation comes down, prices come down, and that's what they're that's what they're trying to do. Now, when you raise rates too much or too fast, that does slow things down and that could cause a recession, could cause the economy to slow down further than it should. So there's a lot of balancing acts that you have to go through when we're talking about this. So we've got a lot of things going on right now that the Fed's trying to balance where um, not buying those bonds, that causes things to, uh, to that, that causes prices to uh, come down and rates to go up. And, and then they're uh, messing with the Fed funds rate and that causes the economy to slow. So there's a lot of things going on right now. But that is the reason that um, interest rates on the treasury bonds and mortgage bonds have gone up quite a bit. Um, so if you, so let's talk a little bit about where we were um, a year ago. So in the Denver metro area, let's just take a $600,000 house. So a little over a year ago, you could probably get, let's just say you could get 2.75% interest rate on that. So that's about a $2,300 payment for a $600,000 house, putting 20% down. So now as rates have kind of slowly gone up, they went kind of up into the threes, three and a quarter, three and a half, and then they've shot up here in the last um, really couple weeks um, to over 4%. So let's just say they're at four and a half percent. And, you know, these aren't, um, every interest rate uh, depends on your uh, credit situation, how much money you're putting down and all of that. But let's just give some examples so you can see how interest rates going up will affect your payments. So if you bought that same $600,000 house um, that was available last year, it's probably going to be selling for about 650000 this year. So the price has gone up and interest rates have gone up to 4.5%. So if you look at that, now we're looking at about a little over $3,000 payment. So now your $675 a month more to buy the exact same house that you could have bought last year at 600,000 at 2.75 now you're buying that same house for 650 at four and a half so obviously a big difference there nothing we can do about that right um the market does what the market does um and there might have been a reason why you didn't buy last year and uh, there might be a reason why you're not buying right now but if that same house 
for six fifty. If you wait till summertime or the end of summer or a few months from now, that house might be going for closer to six eighty at that point because housing prices on the supply and demand are definitely going to um, keep rising in in this environment because there's just not enough supply for the demand that's out there. And we can go into that um, a lot and you can, um, you know, everybody can debate that, but there's just not enough supply and uh, to meet the demand. So that same $650,000 house that you can buy now, let's say it goes up to six eighty dollars in the middle of the summer, and let's say rates go up um, a little bit more and they go up to five and a half. So now you're going to be paying about 30, almost $3,500 a month for your, um, for your payment. So that's $450 more a month that you are going to pay um, from now until you know, a few months from now, if those prices go up and rates go up. Now, it's hard to predict because, like I said, the Fed determines a lot of these things. So the Fed could stop, they could start buying more mortgage-backed securities and keep the rates lower, or they could um, back off of that and rates could go up very quickly to 55 6%, even 7%. Um, if you look at the history of mortgages, um, a seven percent interest rate is is about is about right. It's about normal. It's about an average. That's where rates typically were over the average of the last uh, hundred years. But um, you know, like I said, the Fed has been artificially keeping that low, and we need to take advantage of that as much as we can. So. How do you determine if now's the time? It's very difficult to predict where rates are going to go because of the things that I, I said a, a, a few minutes ago on um, the Fed um, determining those rates, and we're we don't know what they're going to do. So, um, but let's say they try to make this a normalized market, rates are definitely going to trend up, and prices with the supply and demand are going up for sure. So um, let's say you want to wait because you think the market's going to come down. Um, that's that's definitely an option, and but that's definitely a risk too. So let's say you, you decide to buy now, and let's say that rates are at um, even if rates go up to 5% and you decide to buy at the beginning of summer and rates are at 5% and you get a, a $680,000 house, right? So let's say r- rates go up to 7% in the next year or two years or whatever. Then you look like a genius buying at 5%, right? If rates go up that high. Now, Let's say, and and housing prices continue to rise, now you've got a great rate at 5% if rates are at 7 and your house has appreciated quite a bit in, in a couple years. So you did a good job of building wealth right there. So let's say the opposite happens. Let's say that you buy at 680 
and you buy at 5% and rates go down to 4%. Well, what do you do at that point? Well, the good thing is you have the option of refinancing that um, debt down to 4%. And then let's say rates go down again to 3%. Then you refinance that at 3%, but you're still getting the appreciation on that house. So if you wait two years to get you know, that 3% interest rate again, if you think that that's what's going to happen, now you might be buying a $750,000 house, which is that same house that you could buy today for six eighty. dollars could be seven fifty, dollars could be even 800000 in two years. Now you've got a 3.5%, you're still going to be better off buying that now at six eighty at 5% because we're going to be able to get you down to that 3.5% with refinances. So that's just a little bit of an example of um, what I think that rates are going to go up from here a little bit, but I do think at some point they will probably come back down and um, hit some 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 lower rates because I don't think the Fed is going to allow rates to go up to six or seven percent. Um, now they could, and I think they probably should do that, but I don't think they um, I don't think they will. I think they're going to do some things, and if we go into a, a big recession, they're going to have to um, lower rates back down to be able to get us out of that recession. So, um, but I would love to. Um, if you guys have any questions at all, please feel free to uh, to call me. Um, my number is 303-882-8626. I would love to uh, talk to you about these things, and we can always help you with any of your home purchasing and home buying needs and anybody that's looking at refinancing. Refinancing at 5%, you know, or 4.5%, it still makes sense even if you're raising your interest rate if you are if you need to pull some money out to do other projects or you're pulling money out to pay off credit cards that are at 16 17%. So there's a lot of reasons to um, move that money from one place to another and we can definitely do some uh, some some math for you and really figure out whether it is a good or bad thing to do. Um, buying a house is not for everybody right now. You have to really be in the right financial situation. And, um, but we can definitely help you out. It's definitely, if you are in the market to buy a house and you want to buy a house and it makes sense for you to buy a house, I believe it's better to buy the house now than to wait to buy it in the uh, even in the the next three to four months because I do think that rates and pr- housing prices will go up in that time. So I'd love to uh, to talk to you and help you out any way that I can. Um, please subscribe to this uh, podcast, and um, we would uh, will continue to put out uh, a lot of information here. Um, on an ongoing basis to help you build wealth through real estate. This is the Colorado Real Estate Experience, and my name is Dick Gerard. Have a great rest of your week, and we will talk to you soon.